Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fusion Church Podcast. We have an exciting discussion for you today. Have you ever wondered what was the purpose of the church? Why does the church exist? Uh, What should the church be doing in the world today? Uh, Some of you have experiences of the church that you're like, hey, they're a bunch of hypocrites. I want to stay away from them on one extreme. But then on the other extreme, you may have experienced a church context that was life-giving, that brought joy to your heart and soul. You've built community and relationships. Uh, But today we're going to jump into the question, what is the mission of the church? What's the purpose as outlined in scripture? Uh, Today, you guys are going to listen to a segment from our prayer meeting discussion. Hope you enjoy it. Tonight, man, Pastor Angel put together a great topic and the topic is the mission of the church. What is the purpose of the church? You know, and there's so much confusion on this issue. Uh, Some people, it's like, hey, church is there for me on Sunday. And I get to go and I get to hear a message, get encouraged, and I go out throughout my week. Some people believe, hey, church is there to equip me uh, to become all that I'm called to be in Christ, to do what God has called me to do. Some people believe the church is there for the poor, for those in need. And other people believe that the church are filled with a bunch of hypocrites, and we need to stay as far away from that place as possible. So, so Pastor Angel, before we jump in, why don't you give us the backdrop of your question a little bit? Oh, man. Yeah. Thanks, Pastor Armando. I mean, I think you said some great points there. You know, um, know, I think we're living in a time where uh, the church has to be front and center. Um, And I think that, uh, you know, what's the voice of the church during this time? Uh, you know, what's the church's mission? And, and I, like we were sharing before, you know, the vision of the church tends to change, but the mission doesn't. Um, and I think that uh, what God called the church to be is has always been the same, uh, to fulfill the Great Commission, uh, to mm-hmm. up, be the hands and feet of Christ. Um, you know, like we were talking about the Acts 2 model, um, you know, mm-hmm. we are to share, break bread, community. We are, we are God's expression of love to humanity. We are his voice. We are his feet. Um, I believe that the church um, hasn't changed. I believe that the mission is still the same. And, and, and that's what we've been called to do, you know, to preach the gospel of Christ to those who are hurting, to those who are uh, in sickness, those who are suffering, uh, the gospel, uh, the full gospel, honesty, integrity, the whole gospel, God's love, the uh, cross. I mean, I can be here forever. <laughs> the, the church's mission has not changed even in the midst of pa- pandemic. And we just want to let everybody know that we are still the church, even in the midst of everything that's going on. Wow, that was an incredible mouthful of doctrine, theology. I I think that's our whole discussion. Pastor Angel, you answered it. Thank you. So so he brings up Acts 2, right? I mean, let's really dive into that. Acts uh, 2 verse, uh, we're going to start with 42. Uh, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and their goods, gave to everyone as they had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together glad with, with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily. What do we take from that? Uh, four, four main things, right? And it's not all because Pastor Angel, you, you mentioned some other things like the Great Commission. But, but this Acts 2 model, and we see it in Acts 4 as well, is that... Uh, Teaching biblical doctrine is what the church is supposed to be doing, providing a place for fellowship, 
community, hanging out for believers to be encouraged, to encourage, to support, to be supported, a place to grow and encourage others to grow, a, a place where we break bread together and we observe the Lord's Supper, right, which we call communion, uh, and a place to pray together. So when we talk about the, the, the Acts model in Acts 2 and 4, this is really what we see, biblical teaching, a, a place for believers to come together in community, observing the Lord's Supper and praying. Uh, but added to that, some other things come to mind. Pastor Angel, you mentioned the Great Commission. Um, Jesus in Acts, um, in Acts chapter 1 said, you will be my witnesses. I think we have to tie that together. And then the purpose of ministry is to equip the saints, or is that Ephesians 4.12? Equip the saints for the work of the ministry, right? So, so how do we tie all this together? You guys got any other thoughts? You know, immediately when I when I heard this topic right away, you know, my mind goes to like we we call it the Great Commission. And for those of you who don't know what the Great Commission is in, in Matthew 28, it, Jesus is uh, is saying there, uh, you know, go into all the world, make disciples of every nation and baptize, teaching them to observe, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and and I will be with you always. Now, you know, you look at that, that's what I was thinking. The, the, initial, uh, the initial thought that I had was that we as a church have that great commission as our marching orders, as what we are called to do, to go into the world, or another way of putting it, as we go into the world to do these things, to make disciples, to baptize, and to teach. So we look at those those three things there. That's immediately what came to mind for me, okay? But how we work that out is, I think, is different in some sense in different contexts and depending upon the, depending upon the people that we're, we're reaching out to and what their particular needs are. Yeah, I think like what you all, what you all are saying is like it's twofold, right? So we have the church, uh, like when we meet on Sundays and we and we are encouraged and we are taught the word and taught uh, how to follow God. Right. And then there's also the aspect of when we leave those walls, um, you know, what are we doing? Are we are we out there spreading, you know, telling people the good news that Jesus died and rose again? Are we showing people love, you know, like. Uh, when this topic was brought up, that was what, what came to, to my mind first was, uh, you know, when Jesus was asked, the greatest commandment was to love God, right? And we do that when we come together on Sundays, we're doing that tonight, and then to love others, right? And so how do we do that, right? When we're out there in the world, how are we showing others love? Um, are we loving the unlovable? Um, are we loving the rejected and the ones who um, are hurt and broken? Are we showing them love? And by doing that, they're going to find out something's different, right? When we're loving those and showing them Christ, mm -hmm. um, that, that opens up that door to, to tell them, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so I think as, I, as we tie some of this together, I think what, as I'm hearing each of us, um, you know, the, the, the calling of God is that we would be his witnesses and that we would we would perform the great commission. The gospel would go out, the propagation of the gospel to the ends of the earth. But how we do that is through discipleship. And that's what we see in the Acts 2 model, teaching, providing a place of fellowship, community, observing the Lord's Supper, praying. It's encouraging each other. Uh, and all of that 
leads into acts of faith, which Dave Freyd is pastor or youth pastor. That's what you're referring to is uh, going out, loving people, serving, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, right? All of that are acts of spiritual growth that come out of that Acts 2 model. But all of that is for the common good. I, I love what it says here in Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to pick up with verse 11. It was he, meaning God or the Spirit, who gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, teachers, to prepare God's people for the work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That's that Acts 2 model, right? Uh, so that we can be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become more mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So, so really the purpose of the church is to encourage each other to become all that God has predestined you and I to be. Ephesians 2.10 tells us we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works created for us in advance. So it's through this model or through this thing we call church, these relationships of discipleship, that we are all built up. Let's understand this. There is no follower of Jesus that is meant just to be a uh, a person who just sits and attends church. Every follower of Jesus has a purpose. Every follower of Jesus is a minister called by God to minister in their own unique gifts, talents, and abilities. You may not minister like Pastor Dave Freitas or uh, Pastor Peterson or Pastor Angel or myself. You may minister in a different way, but you are a beacon of light. You are called to the lost, your family, your friends. That's why when we say share on your newsfeed, it's not about promoting Fusion Church. It's about promoting the gospel. The hope is somebody's going to tune in and they're going to hear something that gets them hooked on Jesus. And it's that that encounter, it's that moment where the church is meeting, people are feeling loved and supported, that they open their hearts, they're disarmed, and they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But in order for that to happen, in order for the gospel to go to the ends of the earth, we all have to be all in, and we all just have to own our walk and what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And I think what occurs to me, guys, and maybe we could talk about this a little bit, is what gets in the way of what the church is meant to do. And what occurs to me is fear, right? So many of us are fearful. We may know that God has a purpose and a plan for our lives. We may know that God set it forth and that he's going to empower us, but I'm too scared to take a step forward. I'm too scared to sign up for that group. I'm too scared to lead or to go out and share faith. Like, what are your thoughts about that? Hmm. If I can just piggyback on what, on what you're saying there, I think, you know, several times, the word gospel was mentioned and the word gospel actually means good news. We are carriers of good news. We are, I'll use, I'll use a big term, you know, conduits of good news into the world. And, and to, to build on what, what pastor Dave Freitas was saying just a few moments ago, you know, how do we show that good news to people? People are wanting good news. They want good news. And the good news is really the good news of love, of the love of God as it comes through us. We are that, and again, I'll use the word, conduits of God's love to our world. This morning I was reading in um, in, in Philippians chapter one, and those of you who use, uh, who maybe use the U version, I was using the U version this morning, and the, the scripture of the day was found was in Philippians chapter one, verses nine through eleven. I think it was nine through eleven, but I, I read the whole context there, and it's all about love, 
And basically what it, what it comes down to is we need to learn how to love so we can show that good news to people. We need to love it so we can show that good news to people. We need to love, number one, we need to grow in love. Number two, we need to have an abundance of love. And then number three, we must love deeply. So we need to grow in love. We need to have an abundance of love and we need to grow deeply. And I think that if we as the church can do that, we are going to be truly, as you said, Pastor Amanda, just a few moments ago, we are truly going to be his witnesses in our world. Jesus was that, you know, Jesus said, they'll know that you are my followers, my disciples, the ones who learn from me by your love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor, as David said, as you love yourself. Yeah, Dave, I think you just had a mic drop moment. I'll be honest with you. I think what you really highlight is this is why it's so important for you not to miss out on community, coming to church on Sundays, joining a small group, listening on podcasts, whatever it is you need to do to connect with the community of Jesus, the family of Jesus, you, you must do. Because when we talk about growing in love, it's really through experiencing the love of Jesus through his church. It, it, we grow in maturity by hanging out with maturing people. Like, mm -hmm. let's understand that. Who you roll with, who you walk with, who you do life with is going to determine how your life turns out. That's a simple truth, guys. If you want to know where you're going to be in five years, look at the people that surround you today, right? Mm -hmm. Look at that. And that will deter determine your future. Where they're going is where you're going to be going. So you and I need to surround ourselves with the right people, which means when we need advice, we need to go to the church and not everybody in the church. We know the church is a hot mess. There's one physician, his name is Jesus, right? And everybody else is at different levels of spiritual maturity. You need to go to people that you see the fruit of biblical truth in their lives. They're showing uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. All of these gifts of the spirit as outlined in Galatians 5 is evident in their life. That is a person that's trusted that I want to influence me. If you want to be changed, you need a, to be around people who are being changed and you see it. And I know, Pastor Ramona, you talked about fear being one of the things of mm -hmm. stopping the church. I think another thing is rejection, um, yeah. you know, uh, being rejected for what we're speaking or what we're bringing forth. And some people fear that, the rejection of not being accepted. But uh, but we have something special that God has placed the gospel, which is, is such um, Paul in second Corinthians chapter uh, four, he says in verse seven, but we have this precious treasure, uh, which is the good news of salvation. We have a treasure, something that's valuable, something that holds weight. Um, the world is worthless. What they offer as, you know, it's like I was, when I was speaking in Bible study is that when a jeweler looks at a jewelry or he looks at something through his scope, he sees when something is worthless or something that, doesn't have any value but Paul is saying that what we have the good news has value and what the and what the church is giving to humanity or preaching to humanity or or bringing forth has immense value and that good news is transforming it's it's hope it's 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 love it's it's, it's community it's, it's it's a new life um that we've experienced and we want to share that uh, with the world but I think sometimes we just feel rejected we have that great feeling but it's just bringing it out th that rejection part I think sometimes holds us back from doing it but we should go forth because the value of it you want people to to see it so i think that we should um not get afraid of being rejected because it's going to happen but that we should bring this this treasure uh, this good news of salvation to those who are who are who, who need it um in every aspect of their lives mm -hmm.
Absolutely. I think um, as, I, as I'm hearing you, you know, Pastor Angel, it really occurs to me, you know, that sometimes we we get church wrong, guys. We really do in our modern church error. Look, Fusion Church's vision, everybody would belong, believe, and become. That, that last one, become. We're all to launch into our purpose and potential. Guys, hear me on this. Church was never meant to be a pastor and a staff that leads the church. The church is everybody operating in their gifts, their talents, and their abilities. Church is not just led by a pastor. The only pastor really is Jesus, right? And I may be a pastor, the four of us, we have our role, but it's not... It's, it's not in greater value than the way you're gifted and in the way you're called. We're meant to be co-laborers in Christ. And until we get that right, the gospel going forth to the ends of the earth will continue to suffer. Sometimes we get in our own way, folks. But let's understand this. Please understand, there are no church attenders in Fusion Church. Matter of fact, there should be no church attenders in the church of Jesus Christ at all. Everybody should be a co-laborer. And it's not especially in our context, in our culture, our church culture, because every church culture is different. There is an invitation. Everybody has a green light to serve God to their greatest potential, their greatest capacity with their gifts, talents, and abilities. But you and I need to assert that, hey, I have a passion for the lost. I have a passion for the hungry. How can I get plugged in or how can I innovate and maybe start a new ministry that's not present. Guys, we're open to that. Why? Because God has gifted you to be able to do that. What happens is if we relegate the church to just being led by a pastor and a staff and everybody else just comes and eat, all is we're going to do is get spiritually fat until we can't move and we're immobile. We have all this Bible knowledge, but it doesn't go anywhere. God has called Mm -hmm. us to fill up and to pour out. And that is really the model of the church. The model of the church is, hey, I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. And we are all in together. And you know what, man, at the end of the day, the ch- guys, we can't do this without you. You can't do this without us because you have gifts, talents, abilities we don't have. The, the, the moment you stopped being a church attender, follow me on this, was the day you got saved in church. You see, church was for you, that Sunday morning experience, until you got saved. Once you came to know Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, you've entered the army. You need to understand that. You've gotten into the army of God. Now you have a calling. You have a purpose. And we exist. The church of Jesus exists for the world. We exist Mm -hmm. for the lost. Uh, Man, let me tell you, it's cool to be an attender, but once you know Jesus— you now have a calling. If you've ever struggled with that, what's the purpose of my life? Why am I here? What's my calling? The answer, guys, is in this book. God has called you to do great and amazing things. And here's a little way you can cheat. Look at what you're passionate about. Look at how God has uniquely gifted you, called you, or look at the opportunities in your life. If you call Fusion Church your home church, you need to say, hey, what are the opportunities for me to serve at Fusion or the church I call my home church, whether it's in person or online? How many of you know you can even uniquely serve God in a virtual way through virtual small groups and and whatever? I mean, sky is the limit with God. I love Pastor Andrew just to bring it full circle. Uh, The church doesn't stop, nor does God just because we're in a pandemic. We innovate, we grow, we reach people in a pandemic, out of a pandemic, in persecution, out of persecution, on a mountaintop, in a valley. Guys, Jesus is on the move. The church has to go with them. Yeah, and the reality is, each of us joining us tonight know people that the rest of us don't know, right? Amber knows people that none of us are ever gonna meet. Deborah knows people none of us are ever gonna meet. Carlos 
everyone joining us has friends and family and coworkers that they have opportunities um, to, to show the love of Christ to. And that Pastor Armando is not going to have that opportunity because he doesn't know them. Yeah, that's a great thought, Dave. And I think we're going to end it on that note. Guys, now's the time to be all in. Now's the time mm -hmm. that we have to be in agreement. Let's just be the church. Mm -hmm. Let's be the bride of Jesus. Let's be the, the light of the world, the lamp on a hill, the salt of the earth. And it all comes through an invite. We don't have to be eloquent with our words. We don't have to know the whole Bible. We just have to be able to be a witness. You know what a witness does? A witness just recalls and shares what they saw. You know what? Let me tell you what Jesus did in my life. And it all starts there, guys. Start sharing with people what Jesus has done in your life or share with them where they can meet Jesus. And that might be uh, sharing an online prayer meeting or inviting them to church on Sunday, online or in person. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We have a new message that comes out every week. You can click the link in the description below to follow us on Facebook or Instagram or jump onto our website at fusionchurchny.com for more information. We would like you to be a part of what God is doing at Fusion Church. So please subscribe to our podcast and share it on social media. Make sure you tag us. We want to get to know you and feel free to rate us and leave a review.